Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. Okay, welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Uh, it's another day. Uh, the world's on fire. The whole world's a hurricane. Um, if we can nuke a hurricane, why can't we nuke a forest fire? I'm just wondering, like, why, you know, like, you know the old old nuclear test footage of, like, the nuclear blast knocking all the trees over? Like, we could just do that. You know, like the the huge explosion will the take wind all alone. the oxygen out, <laughs> and it'll just stop the fire, right? I mean, it'll it'll annihilate the forest, but then at least it won't be on fire, and there won't be any smoke, right? I, I have to imagine that massive radiation cloud would would put out, yeah, any any kind of fires that are that are roaming the countryside. That big whoosh of nuclear radiation would 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 put them right out, probably. Well, um, at least we'll have a great but, Netflix uh, miniseries that'll win some awards after that, right? Yeah. They'll have to make it in like France or somewhere because we'll be all <laughs> obliterated. But yeah, um, yeah. Huh. Uh, well, you, I don't know if you remember Trump's answer to wildfires. Like, was that we need to send people into the forest to rake leaves out of the forest because the the leaves are causing the wildfires. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a weird sort of <clears throat> myth that uh, you know uh, bad forest management is the yeah, reason why we have so many the- wildfires. It's like, who, who do you think was managing the forest before humans came along <laughs> to rake the leaves and pick up all the branches and all the, like, no, that, that's, that's ridiculous. As Leave the not, forest alone, yeah. and it manages itself. The problem is we drive too many fucking cars, we eat too much fucking meat, we burn too much fucking fossil fuels. So that's the problem. Yeah, it's the drought caused by climate change coupled with fucking idiots deciding they need to you know, set off mini uh, IEDs to celebrate the fucking gender of their, you know, children. The gender reveal party of the USS Maine, 1889. Did you see that? Unreal. No, no. No. I I did see everyone, like, posting really funny pictures of, like, famous explosions and fires and things and be like, it's a boy. Yeah. yeah. Like the one from T2 of like the, the the girl at the fence when the fucking the you know the massive fireball from the nuclear explosion like wipes her out and says there it's a go. girl. It's a girl. Um god, we're so fucking dumb. It's unreal that we that we even it, managed it, the, the to pe- survive I mean, this long. Just just Google gender reveal gone wrong mm-hmm. and look at the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that have been maimed or killed. Uh, by people setting off bombs to, to I guess, celebrate uh, th- their perceived gender of their new white baby. And it is white <laughs> oh, it's babies. O- it's always white. It's always white babies. This is not a thing that people that aren't white do, right? Uh, you, you can, you know, if you're, oh, you know, having a baby, 
uh, and it's not white, I'll just text my friends. I'll just text people. Yeah, like, no, yeah. if you're white, if you're a white Christian God-fearing American, you're going to blow some shit up and probably start a fucking nuclear holocaust in the process if you could. It, why can't we have nuclear weapons? I, I wouldn't do nothing bad with it I, <laughs> right. other than announce the birth of my daughter. <laughs> Yeah, now I can only imagine what, what fucking people would do with higher Y'all like watch higher this. caliber explosives. Yeah. Fuck, man. What it was. So dumb. Unreal. Well, yes. And by the way, this isn't even the first ma- massive California wildfire started by a gender reveal. So it, the fact that you would still try to do one of these, like in any kind of a, a wooded area or any kind of an area with foliage whatsoever, after the first time this happened, is like, you know... You know, and I'm again. I'm not a punitive person. I think the criminal justice system is bullshit. But th- that shit is like, throw the fucking book at whatever idiot does that, so nobody ever does that again. Like this is one area where I'm like, you know, I, well, we got to keep those prisoners in California working. You know, because we, you know, like Kamala <laughs> Harris true, said, yeah. we can't uh, abolish prisons because we need that labor force to put the fires out. Right? No, right. this is this is like people that grow up in in the South where it's hot and humid. The only place those kind of people migrate is west, where it's hot and dry as shit. And they don't understand the, you know, like the thermal dynamics of hot and dry because they're used to, you know, 150% humidity. Hot and So, like, where you can, like, literally, like, you can't start a fire because it's so fucking wet. Uh, And then they move out west where, you know, a single spark will fucking burn down half the state. And they don't, they're just like, I want to blow this thing up. And, oh, oops. 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 (laughs) Oops! <laughs> Look what I done, you know. And then the entire state. And then you got uh, governors like Gavin Newsom uh, tweeting in all caps: "Climate change is real." Yesterday. Uh, meanwhile, he's approved uh, twenty-four new fracking wells in the last several months. So yeah, climate change is real, which is why I'm going to do what, everything what, I can to what accelerate. What are you doing? <laughs> Oh, it's totally real. And like Obama, I'm going to keep approving. You know, Obama fucking approved uh, Arctic oil drilling. He opened the Arctic multiple times to oil drilling, yeah, during his yeah. presidency. Yeah. And then closed it right at the end to make it seem like he, to get the, to get the news cycle out of closing the Arctic to drilling. And no, no, this is how fucking stupid liberals are, is that nobody was like, huh, well, that's weird. It was open for the eight years that he was president. That's, you know, like they all praised him for closing the Arctic to drilling. But without ever reflecting on the fact that he just closed the Arctic to drilling at the end of his presidency. <laughs> it, it's just, oh, God damn. I, I just fucking can't. And, and again, this is going to be Biden's you know, entire presidency, assuming he wins, which I don't think he's going to, based on some No, you know, let's jump on Biden right now, because this is, Biden is already. I'd rather not jump well, on well, Biden. Do you have that Stephen King tweet? Um, I, you know, I, you know, I'll pull it up. I replied to it. He, but, you know, again, he's so disingenuous. He knows the fucking answers he's going to get. He just doesn't want... Uh, let's see. Stephen King. Um, he, Him and his fucking son, who I actually really like as an author. Um, oh, his son's an author, both, too? Yeah, but, but he actually wrote... You know that AMC show, Nosferatu? Nope. Okay. Well, he he wrote the book to the... He, he's written a lot of really good... But he's, he writes horror books, but he, I think he's a little bit... Better right, than his so dad Stephen, is currently. But Stephen anyway, says, um, uh, he, yeah, thousands of people are dead in Florida. The tourist industry has taken a body blow, but Biden and Trump are tied 48 to 48%. Help me understand this. Meaning for in Florida, they're tied at 48% each. 
like it, so he's trying to understand how they can be tied because obviously Trump is way worse than Biden in his mind, right? Because he's a wealthy celebrity, uh, lives comfortably, and doesn't understand how people could have a different point of view than he does. Uh, and, and here's the thing: this is my I quote tweeted him and I said, "Trump hears the Republican base and gives them exactly what they want." Biden here is the Democratic base and tells them they don't deserve the things they want. And something this simple is apparently beyond the comprehension of celebrities and pundits. Someone who writes for a living, like, you know, no less. Like, you know, who has to think about character motivations and, and her th- like, all this shit. And, and, like, just cannot wrap his head around this because he doesn't want to wrap his head around it. Like, I'm sure he's seen these replies to all of his shit lib tweets. I'm sure he's, you know read right. these things he just won't he can't let it penetrate his fucking his brain bubble like he just can't do it because then that right. means and, that all, and, everything he's known is a lie exactly and when i say trump gives his base what they want i don't mean that he's like uh actually helping their material conditions he's not helping the poor people of florida he's telling them what they want to hear that is what they want more than anything Right. The, the people of Florida don't like that. They're not demanding a living wage. Right. The white working class of Florida. They want to hear that they're the real victim and that immigrants are the problem, you know, and, and that, you know, the the uh, cancel culture of their Confederate flag is, is bad. You know, like that. That's what I mean by giving them what they want. He's not really helping them with their material needs. He's he's gratifying them in ways that make them feel good. Biden goes, oh, you millennials complain about all your student debt. Uh, don't, you know, don't put me on. I don't, I don't care about that. Flat out says I, I don't He literally said that. I have no sympathy whatsoever. No he sympathy said, Direct whatsoever. quote. Like, just unbelievable that they, that they thought this was the fucking guy. He had the fucking supporter come up to him and say, hey, what about climate change? Well, you know, like what I'm doing about climate change, go vote for Trump. Like, well, okay, asshole. <laughs> I, I, I do have to imagine that he's, he's told enough people to go vote for Trump, you know, directly and indirectly through, like, if you don't, you know, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Like, between all the shit he said that all of the margins that he's going to lose by in these swing states can be blamed on him telling people to just go vote for Trump. Like, I, I think at the end of the day, we're going to look back and be like, oh, wow, he lost by 6,000 votes in Michigan, uh, you know, 7,000 in Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, well, that probably could have been, <laughs> you could probably account for that. And all the people he's told that uh, they should just go vote for Trump if they don't like what he's telling. Well, I, I don't I don't know how Biden could possibly lose in Michigan uh, after uh, warmly embracing oh, the endorsement God. of Michigan Governor Rick Snyder, who is directly responsible for poisoning the entire city of Flint, Michigan, and then trying to cover it up. That was like that was like forty years ago, though, wasn't it? That that couldn't have been that. that, that <laughs> that's ancient history. That was like during the Reagan administration. Look, I saw Obama go to Flint and pretend to sip some Flint water. So uh, clearly, you need to lay off Rick Snyder now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just un unfucking fathomable that everybody in his team approve that to not not only to to accept the endorsement but to actually he sent out a fucking fundraising email championing the fact that rick uh, rick snyder uh endorsed him rick snyder is a fucking criminal terrorist who tried to you know kill and and did poison a bunch of fucking people in flint where their water is still not fucking clean and And the water is 
Yeah, no, no national emergency. Obama could declare could have declared it a disaster zone. Didn't. Rick Snyder uh, should be in jail right now, and Joe Biden is championing his fucking endorsement because he's got an R next because, to his name. Because their strategy, their entire fucking strategy is, hey, let's go after uh, independent voters that lean right. Let's go after people that voted for Trump and now feel guilty. Instead of going after the base of the Democratic Party that supported Bernie Sanders. Yep. That is their strategy, and they think it's going to win. And I'm going to fucking drink a shot for every liberal tier on November 3rd that didn't get the memo, that learned fucking nothing from 2016. Joe Biden, let me read this tweet by a guy named uh, Brian Behar. Behar, I don't know how to fucking say his name. He's white, though. Worst poll I've seen in forever. Biden losing Florida Latino voters by 4%. And before you say that Cubans are historically conservative, bear in mind Hillary Clinton... One Florida Latino voters by 27 points in 2016. These are bad Florida numbers that also bode ill for Arizona and Texas. Biden needs to reach Latinos. Who is Biden's Latino outreach coordinator? Um, I don't remember, but I remember somebody awful. Yeah. Uh, she's the, the woman, uh, I don't have her name in front of me either, that routinely on Twitter brags that her father ran a right-wing death squad oh, in Nicaragua. Oh, of course. I can't. Yes. No, he was in the Contras. He was a fucking Contra. He That's was how- the leader of the death squads. <laughs> and was- she brags about that. And they wonder... a Contra. So our, our friend of the show, uh, real-life friend, uh, Savvy, uh <laughs> tweeted this guy or quote tweeted or, or screenshot tweeted this guy uh whinging about why is biden doing so bad with latino voters and she she tweeted out his brain is going to explode when he finds out which candidate was polling historically high among latino voters <laughs> gee who could it have been yeah uh, just you know and, and again i don't know if you remember that article that came out in politico during the primaries where it said Joe, the uh, you know Joe Biden does not uh, Joe Biden's campaign does not see Latinos as their path to victory or something to that effect. Like they basically discounted them early on in the primaries, which is why you saw like that one uh, Latino you know Im- immigration activist asking him like you know, about de- deportations under Obama, who you know set a record for the number of deportations and during his presidency. And rather than engage with the guy or try to explain or try to say, well, you know, we made mistakes, but I'll, I certainly will not be continuing that or, or anything. He goes, oh, why don't you go, just go vote for Trump? And the guy's like, no, like, like please, I'm, I'm just asking you, like, what are you going to do? Because, like, you need to do better. Like, you're just, like, begging him to not. And he's like, oh, you, you should just vote for Trump. And that's going to be his whole fucking presidency is like well you know tough shit you know <laughs> vote for trump next time that'll be his answer to every left-wing complaint of his fucking right-wing presidency is you know not my problem basically and you know, remember when in the debates when unreal. joe biden uh during the debates biden said that he would if elected president would institute an immediate by executive order immediate six-month moratorium on all deportations you know, until we figure out what's going on with the kids in cages, right? Like, mm-hmm. no more deportations at all whatsoever. Um, that promise of a deportation moratorium appears nowhere oh, on lovely. Joe Biden's website. Nowhere. 
Not to mention that was a milk toast fucking response anyway, you know, to to to, to the massive issue of He of, just made know, it up off the top of his head and then forgot mm-hmm. about it and his staff was like, Hey, maybe we should actually uh make that part of our policy, make that uh part of the party platform. No, 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 we're not gonna do that. Let's just you know, hope that Latino voters forget he said that. Yeah. Let, let, let's let's hope that uh fifteen percent of the nation forgets that Joe Biden said he would institute a six-month deportation moratorium. Well, you know, surely he's going to do better with black voters. I don't, I don't know if you saw this poll. Uh, he's poll. He, he's so Biden's, of course, winning with black voters, uh, but he's winning seventy to thirty. Hillary Clinton won black voters ninety to ten. Right now, he's polling twenty points lower, and Trump is polling twenty points higher with black voters than he did. During his first, d- during during the 2016 fucking, race, fucking you know, unbelievable how bad is, Joe is Biden Kanye is. Kanye still running? This. I don't know if he's still running, but I feel like, like he's suing d- some state for taking him off the ballot, so he still thinks he's running. Oh, I mean, look, in, in Illinois know. here, in Illinois, yeah, forty percent of the signatures that Kanye gathered were to fake get on the ballot were fake. <laughs> so he just like like whoever his handlers were that went out and hired people to go collect mm-hmm. signatures. Didn't fucking do it. They just like wrote down the same <laughs> name shit, a bunch of yeah, times. Right. <laughs> hey, did you, did you just sign that like four more times for me? All right, Which is good? funny because right, uh, if you literally could get digital signatures, I'm sure he could get, you know, the requisite number of his fucking fans to sign those oh. things. But it's just like not even just, any effort like, put into it whatsoever. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know if Kanye knows he's still running for president. Somebody probably you know, just like told him, oh, I, yeah, I just, you're not on the ballot anywhere. Don't worry about it. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go to do this other thing. You know, go back to the studio, do whatever, and they're like, "Oh, hey, you won in some states." He's like, "Won what?" <laughs> He's yeah. just, I just don't know how much longer the, the, the amount of people around wellness, but you know, it's I, I just, know. I, I'm just what I'm saying. Like, the, the amount of people around somebody that wealthy, like that, are are probably just like constantly conning him and oh, ripping of him off. You know, just I, I would hate to be somebody that um, you know in that position where he is, where people are just constantly trying to exploit him and his name and the work he's done as an artist. I, I'm not personally a fan, but like, just like, hey, we're, I'm going to open up a restaurant with your name on it. Like, okay, whatever, do your thing. And then like another lawsuit and whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, back to Biden. Uh, just completely well, So the other thing off now, the reservation. Um, go ahead. Well, no. So Nate Silver, you know, who <laughs> had great predictions about the uh, the 2016 election, uh, but he so he did an analysis. Super accurate, yeah, super accurate. But so he did an analysis based on polling right now, and I and I've seen some really funny fucking like poll like analysis analyses of polls. Like there was that one that said that Biden was going to get 370 electoral votes, which I almost fell out of my chair when I saw that. They were giving him states like Texas fucking like north carolina georgia i'm like this is a fucking liberal fantasy if you think joe biden well, is winning fucking if Texas. joe biden beats bernie sanders in the south that automatically means he gets those electoral votes in the general <laughs> yeah if he wins with the 15 fucking democrats in south carolina and their nine electoral votes he's obviously going to do you know amazing in the south this go around right um no so Nate Silver, based on polling, uh, you know, put out a pretty accurate uh, map. And even like with his, you know, bent towards uh, the Democrats, 
He has it at Biden 270, Trump 268. And that is giving Trump half of Nebraska because they, I don't know, they're weird. They split their electoral votes. I don't, I don't know if it's based on like county or you, you like, you know, you, each uh, candidate can take electoral votes in that state depending on how it breaks. I forgot Nebraska was a state. So <laughs> Maine, uh, Maine does that too. It's, it's weird. I don't really fully understand it. But in any event, um, so assuming he takes uh, all of that, all of uh, Nebraska, Florida, which is, a, I think, a fucking pipe dream at this point. I don't think Florida is going to go blue again for a long time unless there's a really fucking magnetic candidate uh, like Bernie Sanders <laughs> would probably would have probably did you know decently in Florida um, and Pennsylvania, or excuse me, Michigan and Wisconsin. So giving him Michigan and Wisconsin. And Arizona, which I think is going to be tricky. I don't, I don't, I'm not really quite sure that that's going to happen. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it, it's just I, I don't see it happening. I, yeah, do, I really don't. Again, it, Biden is losing to Latino voters to Trump by 4% in Florida. No, not the whole state of Florida. Not the racist alligator wrestler Florida. <laughs> We're talking just His best Latino shot voters. at winning the state. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. So, what do you think Biden's going to do with Latino voters in Arizona? <sighs> I mean, it's it's not going to happen. It, it, it's just not it's gonna not going to happen. Gonna happen. It, it, we're, I, I, we're, we we told we told him we told him we told him we told these fucking people in 2016 what was going to happen if you rigged a fucking primary for the weakest candidate who was unpopular, who was pro NAFTA, who was pro TPP, who was pro Iraq War. The people that had to go fight that war are, are, were, by and large, poor white people from states like Ohio and Arizona and Florida, right? So now all Trump has to do is be like, look, I was against the war, and I haven't started any new wars. Liberals kept saying, oh, Trump's going to start the biggest war, the worst war, the, the worstest war ever. And he hasn't. He signed a fucking peace treaty with North Korea when nobody else would. We, we've got basically, for, for as bad as he is, for as fascist and as, as racist as he is here, domestically, on foreign policy, Trump is the most anti-war president we've had since Jimmy Carter. In his base, the people that, that had to go fight that, those wars that, that Clinton and Bush and Obama started, they're now more anti-war than the liberals are. Right, and all he's got to do yeah, is talk about that, and they go, "Yeah, we did get fucked over, we did get maimed and, and blown up, and for what? For a lie? They know it's a lie. They they had to fucking go there and find out it was a lie while they were there, right? Yeah. So <laughs> this this notion, you know, and then and then fucking Trump <laughs> tells the truth about the Pentagon and all the the national." Security correspondents on on the MSM, all the NATSEC pundits, fucking shit their pants. I want to flip to this real quick. So, yeah, Trump was in this interview, and you know he he's tried to make a big show about selling weapons to other countries, uh, notably Saudi Arabia, it, which turns out like he didn't even sell as much as he claimed to have. <laughs> like they just he didn't inflated buy that the, much. the dollar value of that. Yeah, yeah, to make it sound like yeah. oh look how much we sold them. So he was apparently asked, like, well, does the military love you? And he, he kind of clarified, and he's like, I'm not saying the military is in love with me. Uh, I'm saying the soldiers are. The top people in the Pentagon probably aren't because they want to do nothing but fight wars. 
so that all of those wonderful companies that make the bombs and make the planes and make everything else stay happy. So, like, literally, <laughs> if you've served in the military, you know that. You know who fucking, you know, the Bob Dylan song, Masters of War. Like, you know that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, the, the, the people who run the Pentagon, who come up with the national security things, like, you just, you shift it to whatever fucking new threat you can come up with so that we're constantly at war, right? And then people are like, oh, but they don't have any say in who we go to. Like, bullshit. You fucking know better. You know, and then you've got, <laughs> this This is hilarious to me, uh, guys like Jonathan Martin uh, tweets out, Labor Day message from the White House. America's senior military officers are war profiteers. Not a joke, folks. Like, like shocked that somebody <laughs> would actually say it, let alone the president. Who is Jonathan Martin? Jonathan Martin is the national political correspondent for the New York Times. Yeah. For the New York Times, it apparently has never read the Pentagon Papers and has no idea who Daniel Ellsberg is. Just unbelievable. And then you've got, let's see here. Uh, Ryan Brown tweets out, in an unprecedented public attack by a sitting U.S. president on the leadership of the U.S. military, President Trump has accused the U.S. military leaders of seeking to start wars to boost the profits of defense contractors. Oh, my God. Unprecedented, really. Ryan Brown is, uh, according to his Twitter bio, mild-mannered CNN national security reporter, (laughs) formerly Harvard football. Apparently he's never heard uh, President Dwight Eisenhower's farewell, you know, speech from the Oval Office. But, yeah. you know. And then just... he references that in his next tweet. Uh, Some folks really ought to read what President Eisenhower actually said in his farewell address. While they were both critical of the military-industrial complex, nowhere does Eisenhower actually accuse the military leaders of engaging in shooting wars to boost profits for firms. That's what literally exactly think? what he said. Like, what? What does he think industrial complex means? <laughs> like, just just uh, just an these, unbelievably an on purpose so, dumb reading of what that speech was. If you don't think that when, that's what he's saying, when people like Jane Gunger say that these people have honest intentions, they're just misled, or it's just groupthink. Uh, he's a fucking idiot because yeah. these people all know better. They are hired because they know better. And they play the fucking game. They act as, you know, the state propaganda, the state apparatus. Uh, and, and that's the one thing they all can't stand about Trump is that he'll just fucking say the, the quiet part out loud. You know, for, for as awful as he is, the reason why people love him, you know, his base, is because he'll just fucking say it. He doesn't give a shit. And he can say, he knows he can say anything and they'll believe it, whether it's true or not true. So when he does say things that are remarkably true the people you know in the center or you know liberals they're not mad because he's lying about it they're mad because he's saying the the fucking truth about what america really is and whether he's against it or for it he's just like yeah this is just i don't i'll just say it and there's nothing you can do to stop me because he, uh, he doesn't have a fucking filter. He's an idiot, so he just says whatever's in his head, even if that happens to be the right thing, And like in this case. So, like, they just can't handle the fact that, like, you know, every other president has known not to say that because it's, you know, again, counter to what the, the, the machine of government wants, which is to spend right. as much money as possible churning out these fucking useless weapons. 
they can't even wrap their heads around somebody actually telling the truth about that. So that's why they have to come up with all these like, you know, little workarounds to not say, well, obviously he's right, but like they won't say that, but they know he's fucking right about that particular right. so thing. So did you hear this clip that uh, Bob Woodward has of Trump saying that he knew how bad coronavirus was, but he wanted to downplay it? No, but, but again, he just says no. He d- this just came. All right. So this, right. So this just came out today. Uh, this audio interview of Bob, Bob Woodward interviewing Donald Trump back in March, saying that, uh, well, you know, I know how bad it is, and it's unprecedented how bad this this virus is. But you know, I'm, I'm trying to downplay it so as to not <laughs> cause a panic. Which is what any president... I mean, like, how many fucking movies have we seen where, like, the meteor is going to hit Earth and the president's like, we can't tell anyone uh-huh, how bad uh-huh. it's going to be because that'll... And, but, like, you don't say that. They, they, they don't say it in an interview. Yeah, it's just... Right. Right. So Trump just says this and he's like, yeah, I'm trying to downplay how bad it is to prevent the panic. Right? Because we don't want to have people rioting, you know, whatever. It's like, that's what any president would do. Right? But he says it in an interview and I was like... Oh my God, he's been lying all this time. And it's like, really, uh, why was Bob Woodward sitting on that audio for the last uh, five months? Oh, he's got a new book out. That's why. <laughs> so, like, no one's criticizing Bob Woodward for, for hiding that information. They're criticizing Trump for admitting that, yes, public figures uh, will try to downplay a crisis to avoid having people rioting in the streets. You mean the president right. of the United States doesn't care about the American people and is only worried about their own, you know, political position? Color me shocked. Like, this is, I, I don't think I could, you could cite a single example of that not being the case for a fucking president. You know, as far back as, you know, you could go where they're not doing that shit. But it's just, again, you know, the best and the worst part of the Trump presidency is that he says the quiet part out loud. He He's a fucking idiot. He has no filter to know that he shouldn't say something and you know oftentimes it leads to atrocious racist horrible things but oftentimes it's very revealing you know whether he means to be or not into the way that the fucking machine is run and it's not as complex as the jonathan martins of the world would have you think it's pretty fucking basic and transactional and exactly how we all think it is like exactly how you know, they always complain about people who say, oh, it's all the same. They're all corrupt. They all just care about them, you know, enriching themselves. Right. And, you know, the, the fucking the Ivy League shitbags will have you believe that only simpletons have that point of view when it comes to politics. But that's the fucking truth. Like, I don't know how many more people need to prove that that's exactly how our fucking politics work in this country for them to accept that just because they don't like that it's so that doesn't make it so like it's just you can't will a a more magnanimous complex uh empathetic system into existence by simply shaming the people who point out that we don't fucking have that in place like that's just not what we're dealing with and i don't understand you know it's just what what is all the all the pomp and circumstance uh and and celebration of of government and the military and all everything like it's it's just designed to make it look more complex than it really is mm-hmm. what, what are we when we get down to it we're just a bunch of conceited egotistical naked apes that like to pretend that we're somehow better than the rest of the animal kingdom but we behave exactly the same right like what, what is what is the the silverback alpha male gorilla mm-hmm. do all day not much because he's bigger than everybody else but if anyone tries to challenge him, 
he'll beat the shit out of them to maintain that dominance. And that's all he does, right? And then goes mates with all the females. Like, that's what every, you know, <laughs> every, every man who aspires to get power, be in government, uh, you know, rule over people, govern people, deep down, that's what they really aspire to, is to be that gorilla, Right, and you gotta play it nice. You gotta pretend like that's not really the thing. You gotta pretend like it's about, you know, serving the people and all this bullshit. But deep down, like you're, you're just fucking Littlefinger trying to be the the mayor of Baltimore, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and, and and you get rare exceptions. People like Bernie Sanders, AOC, Ilhan, Rashida, who have to still navigate those waters, but they're trying to. to Sort of be like, all right, so, so like in, in wolf packs, I don't know if this is true in, in other pack animals, but in, <clears throat> in wolf packs, you have the, the, you know, an alpha male and maybe a beta male, right? And they'll like duke it out once in a while trying to, you know, assert dominance. But while they're fighting, there's something called the X males that when they notice that the alpha and the beta males are fighting, they'll run off and mate with the females when, when the alpha <laughs> male's not paying attention. Nice, nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Smooth this is an actual phenomenon. <laughs> they know they know they're not going to be the alpha, but they know when to sneak in and like get the, get their time in when when the, the the people fighting for power aren't paying attention. Yeah, I like that. That's a it's a, it's a slick move on the wolves' part. Um, you know, it is. It, it's just ah, god damn. Yeah, and and it's a shame because Bernie people like Bernie like almost fell into politics. Like you know they had backgrounds in activism and it, it just managed to manifest in local politics. And he, he almost by accident ended up, you know, in the position he's in as like a nearly 80 year old man, you know, twice mounting almost successful presidential campaigns. Uh, it's just not, it's not built for people like that. Like the, the these jobs are just not built for people like oh, that. No, it, it's, I mean, the system implores people like that. And we, we saw it. We saw they literally like they did everything possible to, you know, give this election to Trump in order to stop Bernie Sanders. We've talked about it endlessly. The triangulation of getting all the people that were splitting up the establishment vote to drop out simultaneously, but keeping Warren in. Yeah. When she had no chance, it's. I mean, it's. It's it, <laughs> getting booty. Telling booty judge his campaign was over when he was in second fucking place, and when he was on a plane mid-flight to his next campaign rally, telling him, "Oh, by the way, you're done." Yep, is unprecedented. Thanks, Barack. That's never happened before, right? Uh, Barack, Barack, who now is you know uh, calling up basketball players to. Uh, conference with them to counsel them to, to tell to them to call break off strikes, strike yeah. this is oh all God. again I, I never fucking want to hear for a second liberals defending Obama as some kind of a magnanimous figure all he ever fucking uses his goodwill and his power to do is right wing shit like that's all he ever does like I don't understand what it's going to fucking take for liberals to open their eyes about who the fuck Barack Obama is he's a fucking conservative he Again, I you know if, if him or Mitt won in twenty in twenty twelve, it really wouldn't matter because they're not that far apart on almost any issue. Like I can't even imagine. Maybe magic underwear is like the one issue where where, where I might say Obama's you know to the left of of Mitt Romney when it comes to magic underwear. Other than that, it, it's it's really like they're the same fucking person. 
it, it's just and before we get, before we get too far away from Bernie, uh, I just want to wish him a happy birthday. Oh, yesterday yeah. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. his, uh, was it seventy five now? No, um, no, no, seventy nine. Um, I think. Or eighty? No, he's not seventy nine. He just turned seventy four last year. He's got to be seventy five this year. Uh, let's see. No, seventy nine. What? No, Trump is seventy four. Trump is seventy four. Yeah, no, nineteen forty one. Uh, oh, yep. Okay, seventy nine. All right, I was wrong. Um, Bernie Sanders is six foot zero inches tall. It always seemed taller than that. Senator, since 2007. Yeah, you know, you know how long Kamala Harris has been a senator? Two years. <laughs> well, you know, but <laughs> I'll, but, 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 but she did have she had she had a great showing in the primary, right? How many elected? What'd she get? Uh, less 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 fucking delegates than uh, Tulsi Gabbard when she when she ran for president. You know, so did, yeah, no, she totally deserves to be the VP. Uh, well, she dropped out before the first. <laughs> vote was cast in Iowa, so uh, it's not really fair to compare her to anyone who actually stayed in the race long enough to lose. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. No, I, no, I have no, a huge in, she, list of notes. I, I think she what? she was... I thought she dropped out before California, but pre... Because I, I could have sworn she got, like, one electoral vote somewhere. I could be... Let me... I just want to double-check that, because... I, Kamala Harris? Yeah. Kamala Harris dropped out December 3rd. Okay. Huh. That was three months to the day before the Iowa caucus. Okay. That's how bad she did. Yeah, no, I know, for sure. Um, suspended December 3rd, yeah. So if she got any votes, it was with her name no longer being on the ballot. No, that is that is the uh, case. That's what happened, yeah. So she did get a couple votes yep. in, in the first states. But. And I thought the same thing. I'm like, didn't she come in like really low in California? And <laughs> it turns out... Uh, she came in nowhere in California because in her home state, uh, she dropped out four months before anyone in California voted. Unreal. So uh, way to pick a winner. And that's literally like why you don't pick anyone that you just primaried with, because people will remember how bad they did and think that you picked a loser for your VP nom. We know Trump well, picked the, the biggest loser of all of them. Kamala Harris was the biggest loser out of all of them because of all the, the you know, Top tier people, top tier names. You know, we're excluding John Steyer from from that list. She did the worst of all of them. She's worse than fucking Beto. Yeah, that's pretty sad. Um, well, you know, Trump, of course, is not going to make fun of that, though. I'm sure he's going to be magnanimous about it and not, not make fun of the fact that I think the only person that would have no, been a funnier pick is is Liz Warren. Like Liz Warren would have been a much funnier VP pick because. Just the amount of, of, of ridicule that she would get as his VP, I, I think, would actually make make this next, you know, two-month campaign season, like, actually worthwhile, because it's going to be a fucking miserable slog regardless. I mean, it, at least in her mind, betraying Bernie Sanders and all the people that voted for him and all the people that voted for her would have been worth something, but no, that'll never happen. Um, because, they, you know, they, they're going to they're pick somebody based on... ID poll. They're gonna who who checks off all the Hamilton boxes on the you know perfect candidate, and all these people said the same thing when she was running. They're like, I don't understand why she's not doing better. She's a woman who's black. Yeah. Like okay, and then 
like, oh, oh, she has a record of something. Like, I don't, I don't know what she do. Oh, she supports the death penalty. Oh, she's opposed to marijuana legalization. Oh, she's appo- opposed to uh, housing trans women in women's prisons. Uh, she's that fucking bad. She's opposed right? to releasing and, prisoners and because it would it would take away from the prison workforce. Like, it just right because we need to put out uh, forest fires. But of course, then they get out of prison. They're not allowed to go have a job in that field uh, as a civilian uh, because they have a felony, right? Because that's the fucked up prison slavery state that she ran as attorney general. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously, though, uh, her and Biden are doing great uh, when it comes to the current climate with, you know, racial upheaval in the country uh, and, and the, the, the righteous anger over the, the cops murdering a bunch of unarmed black people. So, you know, obviously, Biden's on top of that and has the right answer when asked about, you know, the whole defund the police movement. Right. Like, he's surely not going to attack to the right of Trump on this. Uh, I'm sensing an audio clip. Yeah, yeah, that that is in fact what I'm setting up. So here is the audio of Biden from uh, this last weekend. If you watch the ads, I'm sure you've seen them, although uh, a lot of Pennsylvanians are seeing them because there's a lot of ads out there right now. Uh, They would say that you want to uh, defund the police. And uh, it seems to be uh, uh, trying to frighten some folks. Uh, Can you can you set the record straight on that? I not only don't want to defund the police, I'm the one calling for three hundred billion million dollars more for local police for community policing. I also think we should add uh, social workers and psychologists to help police on 911 calls. The only person calling to defund the police is, is Donald Trump. Look at his budget. He calls for cutting police funding for local, state and local help by $400 million. Once again, he's pathological. Couldn't even remember Donald Trump's name at first in that, in that answer, by the way. Just, you know... Three hundred million million dollars, isn't that like a quadrillion? <laughs> yeah, that's quite that's quite quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of money there, Joe. I, I mean, I just so once again, he's literally saying to people who want to defund the police, go vote for Trump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, because I want to give them more money, and he's defunding them. Like, can you be any fucking stupider? I, is like, it is not possible. Like, again. I, Joe Biden might be the worst candidate, presidential candidate in, in modern U.S. history. Like, I can't even imagine. And I know we said this about Trump and Hillary, and, and I think that's that was true largely. But I still think th- Joe Biden with his brain leaking out of his skull is worse than either of the two of them were as a candidate, you know, in 2016. Like, he's just so not fucking up it, for Hillary this. Clinton had a ton of enthusiasm from her base. Joe Biden has no base. He had no enthusiasm. It was just like, uh, uh, whichever one of these people it's not Bernie, you know, ekes out a victory in the South, we're going to fucking put it all on that one. You know, and they wanted it to be Kamala. They wanted it to be Buttigieg, right? They wanted it to be Beto. They wanted anyone that had like a. a had their mental faculties, you know? Of, of charisma and could string sentence together. And they were like, oh, fuck, it's Biden. All right, all right, just do it. Just do it. Just fucking kill. Whatever you got to do to stop Bernie, just fucking do it. Because we will struggle under another four years of Trump, but we will not tolerate abolishing for-profit private health insurance. We, they, we just won't they, they do shot the We hostage. will not tolerate banning fossil fuel subsidies. Exactly. They shot the hostage. Like at speed, you know, he shoots him so, he does, so, the, so uh, what's-his-face doesn't get away with Dennis Hopper, doesn't get away with Jeff Daniels. Like that's what they, they shot 
us, the, you know, the the base, you know, who was voting for Bernie. They shot the hostage so that Bernie yeah. didn't end up, you know, fucking winning. And now they're bleeding out on the ground. They're wondering why. Like, it's just, you know. Why did you shoot me? <laughs> <laughs> why, why would Joe Biden do this to us? Yeah. Um, so oh, j- just God to damn. transition a little bit here uh, in in talking about some of the people that have tried to quietly rebel against this fucking Titanic that's going over the Niagara Falls. Uh, I just made that up. Um, <laughs> I'm going to use that more often, actually, now that I've thought about it. Um, I don't even know if Niagara Falls is tall enough for the Titanic to go over. It would just kind of, like, lean. Wouldn't really maybe, maybe if it was broken it's, it's up not, already, not like the, the, the top half might, might tip over. The, the two halves would just roll off sideways, uh-huh. maybe. Hopefully, yeah. to, to complete my... <laughs> cumbersome metaphor (laughs) it would just sort of be like cantilevered between like the u.s and canada (laughs) kind of like swaying in the air there um so this this was from a couple weeks ago but uh this got a lot of news because people are idiots and don't understand what things mean uh so the the, this is partially from an article uh rashida talib votes to no votes no on the democratic party platform this is from the hill All right, so uh, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, Democrat from Michigan, said that she voted no on the Democratic Party's 2020 platform Saturday because it does not include a plan for single-payer health care. Quote, today I cast my DNC ballot and voted no on the proposed platform. Uh, Tlaib tweeted Saturday, quote, I I constantly hear from constituents demanding we push for a single-payer system uh, and a way for... I know, I'm sorry, away from this for-profit system that is leaving people to suffer and die because they cannot afford health care. So I don't know if people understand what the party platform is, but it's, it's like they collectively vote on what the party stands for, right? And, and one of the things they threw out of the Democratic Party platform was banning fossil fuel subsidies. Now, I don't know if you've read the news this week, but uh, the entire West Coast is on fire. And the Democrats want to keep giving money away to the, the fossil fuel companies that are causing that crisis, this just absolute disaster that we're, we're facing. That's funny because I hear all the time. Well, one of the things I see from uh, leftists, supposed leftists defending voting for Biden, even though they know he sucks, is that, well, you know, he did say he wants to ban fossil fuel subsidies. Which they literally oh, took push out of the pa- platform. Like it's unreal how fucking right. dumb these people are. Josh Fox, like so Josh Fox, she- made fucking right. a great fucking movie about fracking. <laughs> made multiple great movies about fracking and the environment, and is like actively harassing people on Twitter who are saying he's being ridiculous for trying to get people to vote for Biden and that Biden and, can be pushed left. He got blacklisted from MSNBC, and Susan Sarandon. Uh, said, if you don't let him come on with me, I'm not going to be interviewed either. She fucking stood up for him. Susan Sarandon, who's taken more heat than anybody for having principles. And what does Josh Fox do? Fucking says, oh, I'm going to go along with the shit lib angle now. So he's a total fucking milkshake duck now. So anyway, Rashida Tlaib says, I'm not going to vote for a platform like that. You know, it's just, I don't, I, I care. I I care about the people of Detroit being polluted and poisoned and 
uh, shot by the police and and I you know care about environmental justice and I'm not going to vote for a party platform that doesn't. So here's just a couple of the re- reply tweets to this article on the Hill, uh, all by white women, uh, predictably. Uh, for, first one, <clears throat> why didn't Rashida Tlaib state her position prior to the primary? Seems like a very cowardly and shady act. If I was a Michigan voter, I would do everything in my power to ensure she is not reelected, as she has shown everyone that she lacks decency and integrity. Like, when did she not state her positions prior to the primary? She's always been for Medicare for all. Like, and and this is if I was a Michigan voter, I would make sure she's not reelected. Rashida Tlaib just was reelected by like a huge by a twenty-five point margin by a landslide. All right, so uh, probably that 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 whole tweet is paid for by some fucking or it's Sally Albright or some fucking you know. Sally Albright, yeah. Uh, Sally Albright, who I uh, keep reminding people, did not vote in 2016. <laughs> Just didn't Because vote. she's a Republican and didn't want, you know, yeah, exactly. So, but you know what? No. You, oh, she was like, well, I didn't live where I was registered to vote at the time. It's like, then you get an absentee ballot, Sally. Did, you know, That's how that works. And that, that also plays into what I was just going to say about this, this whole platform thing, is that these people sh- shame and ridicule the left as if we are some novices and we don't know how politics works. They don't know a fucking thing about how actual, you know, elections are held, about how politics works, about the, the, the process for nominating a candidate. The left actually knows these things because we've been trying to fucking do it for years, trying to get somebody actually decent in any of these positions. They don't understand the concept of a platform. I mean, this is, again, this was in 2016, that, that these platform committees where, you know, Bernie got token representation on each one, but of course not nearly enough to sway uh, a majority on any of these particular issues. So it was just basically at the mercy of uh, Hillary's delegates and now Biden's delegates as to what actually got through on the platform. But that's all that it is. It's a non-binding platform that these delegates vote on. I guarantee. Yeah, I, I guarantee Biden will win the popular vote and lose the Electoral College. I guarantee it's going to happen again. Guarantee it. And I'm going to laugh my fucking ass off when it does because these people that were screaming, you know, Hillary won the popular vote by 3 million votes. Like, yeah, all of those extra 3 million votes were in one state that goes blue every election. Yeah. They will, again, it's, it's, it's fucking Lucy pulling the football and Charlie Brown falling on his ass every four years and they forget how elections are actually won. And they don't do shit to get rid of the electoral college. Right. Like they they just it, it's oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about it. we need everyone to get out and vote. And what are you going to do that in the states that are going to decide the election? No, no, we don't want to elect a candidate or nominate a candidate that would actually win in those states. Um, we, we'll just get enough votes in California uh, and, and New York. And then we'll win the popular vote. That's what we need. Because, you know, the more votes equals... you. No, it doesn't work that way. You have to get the most votes in a majority of states. And if you don't do that, you don't win the fucking election. So, and it's stupid, but another, that's how our fucking system works and has worked for the last, you know, 200 right. years. And they're not going to do shit to change that. And they don't want to actually... Remember that. Yeah. So, another response to Rashida Tlaib uh, voted against the party platform. Another white woman tired of this damn people. 
Lovely. I didn't. I didn't misread that. Tired of this damn people. Grammatically incorrect. And I guess they, racist. Right. I guess they want another four years of Trump. What the fuck does it? No. That that's not voting on voting yes or no on the party platform has nothing to do with Donald Trump. This is about deciding what the principles of the Democratic Party are, which I know that's a, a contradiction in terms on its face, but that has nothing to do with fucking Donald Trump. Do they not understand that voting no on the proposed party platform is not a referendum on it Donald Trump? It means literally whatsoever? nothing no, of whatsoever. Of it's totally meaningless, that. non-binding. It means fuck all. But again, I, I never again want to be fucking talked down to by one of these people and and treat it as if we somehow are the novices and don't know how politics works when they don't even understand basic fucking structures of elections and nomination processes and convention processes because they don't fucking know what they're talking about. Like, we, again, this is a totally meaningless fucking, you know, platform. It, it's just Rashida saying, well, you know, I, out of principle, I'm not going to vote for something I don't agree with. And it's not going to mean something one way or another, because if it you know, somehow miraculously didn't get the votes to pass through, then they would just have to go back and redraft a platform to get the no votes on board anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's literally no negative to voting no other than morons will, you know, uh, misunderstand an obviously misleading headline to generate rage clicks, you know, and then start yelling at her about it. That's the only... It's just, I mean, and even the headline's not misleading. It just no, literally no, says she votes no. But, but, right. but, but like it's so I've got it's just there to to enrage shit libs because like why single out her vote on the party platform when I'm sure multiple people voted no. I think Nina said she voted. You know, uh, it, it it's just it, it right. it's just because she's somebody who's outspoken. Yeah. Um, so I've got two more here. I want to r- wrap this up, um, and and of course she is outspoken. This second one addresses that, but the first one here. I like Rashida, and I do think we need Medicare for all, but right now we need to stand united as Democrats, especially in the face of Trump, who wants to completely destroy health care. That, that makes no sense. It's nonsensical. She, standing united against Trump has nothing to do with the party platform. Anyway, and the last one here, I thought she wanted to vote the motherfucker out. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, doesn't say fucker. It's like a uh, too harsh, too harsh of a word. Asterisk, uh, pound sign, yeah. Uh, I thought she wanted to vote the motherfucker out. Uh, a, she said, I want to impeach the motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and B, uh, where did she not say she wanted to vote him out? Oh, where, well, she's not allowed to now no that she voted no on the party platform. It's a little known bylaw of the Democratic Party. <laughs> Actually, if you want Medicare for all and vote no on the party platform, it means you're voting for Trump. <laughs> uh, again, just, just like just, fucking brainworm city. Baby fucking brains what is... these people have. It's just unreal. Um, but you know, this, again, this is just what we're going to deal with ad nauseum. It's it'll be this is it could be twenty one fifty. Yeah, it's, it's why people, people came up still be saying this shit. Like it's just you know we got to yeah, come it, together. It, it's, now. it's why people came up with the term blue maga because it's it's like if you didn't know any better, you'd think these people are are just literally Trump supporters for as dumb as they are. Uh, and, and speaking of how dumb the hardcore Trump supporters are, <laughs> uh, we got to mention Dumb Kirk. Um, because over the weekend, over the Labor Day weekend, there was yet another successful MAGA armada. <laughs> and when I success- say successful, more of their fucking yachts sank. 
<laughs> on the high seas of lake wherever. <laughs> I was going to say on a lake, um, by the way, not on the ocean, not on a, not on any kind of an active body of water, but on a still lake. No, they managed to sink like nine a boats or something. freshwater lake. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was five, oh, it was and five? two of them were towed. And three of them sunk completely. Well, no, it, it happened um, in multiple locations. Apparently, I think that was just the Texas one, but there were a couple other incidents. Oh, there were others. Yeah, because yeah. this was a big boat so, parade. <laughs> I, I mean, the the place where I would feel the most safe around a bunch of drunken Confederate rednecks is uh, on a on a open <laughs> open water craft that's <laughs> moving like dozens of them flying. You know driving around each other all power boats uh you know way too many people no covid masks um so yeah i i, I watched uh, I, or I saw the still photos of one of these boats about to get swamped and there's like these huge like waves around it i'm like oh my god that that's the ocean conditions no not the ocean a lake was you know and then i saw like the the wide shot before they all started driving around in circles and the water's totally flat Totally flat. There's no waves. Yeah, they're just, no they're idiots. They don't know what they're doing. They all started fucking, you know, going way they, too fast it, it, right next to each other, next to these small boats. It caused massive wakes, and they fucking swamped a bunch of these smaller boats and overturned and over, you know. I love, I love the class dynamics of that, that, like, the bigger, richer yacht owners were, like, drowning the poorer uh-huh, ones, uh-huh. and, like, and they don't, they don't see the irony of that. <laughs> and literally... They're like, there was this guy, uh, some right-wing grifter douchebag, who said on Twitter, in pu- he said this in public, he put this in the public record for all to see in front of God and everyone, said, boats don't sink on accident. We're looking at terrorism here. Mm-hmm. Implying that like Antifa had like a, a, a submarine and was drilling holes. <laughs> they had in the a wave generator. Boats. Like Antifa's <laughs> fucking Lex Luthor now. They have like this massive wave generator <laughs> But his his line that boats don't sink by accident—that's <laughs> uh, the only way boats sink, or unless they're you know torpedo. But like yeah, like that's I one mean, of the two ways that boats yes, sink. Yes, you can scuttle a boat. You can open up the bilge valve and just let it sink. And if nobody stops you, then you know the boat will sink at the dock or wherever the fuck. Um, but I got news for you: uh, boats were our very first vehicle. Uh, boats have been around for tens of thousands of years. It's how we got everywhere where there wasn't land connected to land. And boats have been sinking accidentally for all of civilization. (laughs) (laughs) Just in the Great Lakes, just in the Great Lakes, the largest freshwater system in the world right here, uh, you know, Canada and states of New York and Pennsylvania and mm-hmm. Ohio and Indiana and Illinois and Michigan and Minnesota and Wisconsin, uh, there are about 5,000 shipwrecks wow. just in the Great Lakes. That's how many times boats have sunk accidentally. It's probably a totally just <laughs> uncalculable number in the actual ocean, like how many boats have actually sunk in between, you know, all the different oceans. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's off the rails and keep, you know, and then like pre industrial. Revolution, like how many canoes uh, made out of birch bark have sunk? <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's just incalculable. Yeah. And then this guy's like, "Nope, that couldn't have happened. Uh, must have been Antifa <laughs> in scuba gear." And once you factor in all the the, the boats that sank because of like you know krakens and whatnot, it must be even higher than number. Oh right, um, God. 
I mean, in the Bible alone, there's probably a hundred shipwrecks that are casually mentioned in passing. But yes, yeah, so, I mean, these people are fucking. So, but it, it was just so funny to watch. There's this, there's that great fucking picture. Somebody actually got an underwater camera or a GoPro or something and sh- and took that picture of the the Trump boat, like what, the the boat that's at the bottom of the. Oh, uh, uh, that was photoshopped. Was that photoshopped? That, that wasn't real. The, well, the the photo of the boat was real, but somebody photoshopped the, the in, flags. Uh, the, the flag was that right. not from that but i mean incident, there, or was it just well no no that boat was from the incident, oh, okay. that so boat maybe... didn't actually have a flag on it uh, but there's no there was tons of them there was there was the photo the telephoto lens photo of like the the boat that had like 15 trump flags on it and the waves are like coming up over oh, it with like the 60 and, like, year you can old see like, the faces yeah. of all the, the woman yeah all like, the faces <laughs> of all the people are like <laughs> the water the way. It's, it's like what did you, you, you there you go yeah so yeah, um, the, Christopher Nolan's best film, uh, Dunkirk, about the uh, somewhat of a battle on the French coast, really more of an evacu- evacuation of British soldiers, 400,000 Brit- British soldiers, and they didn't have enough um, actual uh, Navy ships to evacuate these guys, and they kept getting torpedoed by the Nazis. So all these like fishermen and just like yachts people crossed the English Channel to help evacuate, right? Uh, and this was referred to as Dunkirk. So people got this hashtag trending of Dumbkirk <laughs> <laughs> this weekend. And I was just like, fists in the air, just like, yes. The fucking internet is beautiful so sometimes. Uh, literally just like, what's the opposite of a bunch of people rescuing each other uh, in an act of, of heroism? Uh, a bunch of fucking, you know, quasi-Nazis driving around in boats and sinking themselves. Yep. <laughs> Dumb Kirk. It, no, it was, it was glorious. So. I, I, it was the, the one highlight, uh, you know, in the news cycle, I think, this week, where I was just like, wow, this is, you know, things are bleak, but at least we ha- we'll always have Dumb Kirk, you know? It's just fucking... Uh, and, and, well, what's his face? <laughs> Nick uh, Lutzko, who we played that song uh, last week, or last, last political episode about the... Um, about oh, yeah. the RNC, <laughs> commemorated it with a song called Boat Parade, where I think almost the entirety of the lyrics are just the phrase Boat Parade, um, which was pretty funny. But I almost want to like, think up like a Rage Against the Machine parody version uh, instead of Bulls on Parade, Boats on Parade. <laughs> <laughs> just got to think of a good verse. Somebody yeah. come up with the lyrics for, for what that could be. Yeah. So, uh, so one, one last bit I wanted to, to talk about here was... Uh, the Julian Assange's uh, extradition hearing started Kangaroo this week. Court. Uh, and it's not going well. <laughs> um, partially because he, like, he keeps shouting out loud during the hearing. <laughs> uh, and the judge doesn't like that when you do that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they're clearly railroad. I, I, he's just like, this is, a, this is a fucking sham proceeding. This whole, you know... They, uh, have you, did you follow along with that guy who's in the, the, the court reporter who's basically giving updates on, on all the shit they're doing, like how they wouldn't allow a continuance, you know, just for no, no apparent reason whatsoever. And like they just all the all this shit where they're just they, they hit him with like new charges, I think. Did you see something about that where they. Yeah. Yeah. So I was reading about the charges um, and I should just read from The New yeah, York yeah, Times okay. so I get it accurate here. Um <clears throat> Uh, the U.S. charges allege that Mr. Assange conspired with Chelsea Manning, a former Army intelligence analyst, to hack into a Pentagon computer network. Notice they said they don't accuse them of doing that. They're just accusing that they're, uh, they conspired to do mm-hmm. it. Right? So they talked about doing it, but they didn't do it. 
right? Uh, and that he, Assange, uh, then began publishing secret documents. Secret documents. Uh, Mr. Assange was eventually indicted uh, by the United States on 18 counts of violating the Espionage Act for his alleged role in soliciting, obtaining, and sometimes publishing material that the U.S. government deemed to be classified. All actions that reporters covering national security issues do routinely. Yep. So, you know, the Bob Woodwards uh, uh, that we respect so much, uh, what did he publish? A bunch of secret shit that he wasn't technically allowed to, right? Um so on Monday, the defense called its first witness, Mark Feldstein, a professor at the University of Maryland and a former investigative reporter. He testified that the passing of leaked classified information to news organizations in the United States was common, saying that, quote, some of the most respected journalists in the nation have made a career out of receiving leaked information. He continues, it's routine. Every government study in the last 60 years has said that it is widespread, and these leaks, they shed light on decision-making by the government. Noting that uh, exposed government uh, deceit, or exposing the government deceit, goes all the way back to George Washington's presidency. So, uh, of the 18 charges, uh, guess how many are related to uh, conspiracy to hacking government servers? I'm going to go ahead and guess none, and that they're all... (laughs) Made up, uh, you know. No, there's oh, one. There's one. Okay, there's, there's one. one. Because they had to they had, at least they charge had to him give once. the pretense of this is why we're, yeah. Right. So basically, you know, th- this would be unprecedented to charge somebody who is not a U.S. citizen and was not ever on U.S. soil with committing espionage against the United States. Basically, the United States is saying that our laws apply to every other country in the world and every other citizen of the world can be charged with with espionage Mm -hmm. now classically espionage meant that you had to sell that information to a specific enemy of the united states for profit right and then they changed that in 1918 with the sedition act saying that anything you say or do that's of any annoyance uh to the united states could be considered espionage right like literally but that's anything they don't like. Yeah. But that still only applies to U.S. citizens, I would imagine. Like legally, that can only apply to U.S. citizens. I would think legally, yes. And that's what they're trying to do: is change legal precedent by charging uh, Julian Assange with doing what Bob Woodward made his whole career out of. Yeah. Right. And most decent that's journalists, why legal yeah, scholars yeah. are 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 looking at this very closely. Why journalists who actually have principles like Glenn Greenwald are looking at this very closely going, uh, this is a complete political hack court. Uh, this is completely designed to be punitive because Julian Assange exposed war crimes. Uh, you know, people like Edward Snowden exposed that the NSA was illegally spying on every single citizen that has an email address. Um, and he's still... Oh, he was actually just vindicate, vindicated in, in federal court. I don't know if you saw that like a couple of weeks ago. I did see that. Yeah. But, of course, he still can't come yeah, home. I'm sure all the news networks covered that. <laughs> yeah, right? well, obviously, wall-to-wall yeah. coverage, right? You know, obviously, like, yeah, no, of course. Fucking goose egg, I'm sure. Not a single piece of, you know, coverage on, on cable news. Where are the national security, the NATSEC pundits uh, on that one? Nowhere. Yeah. Nowhere. Or there, if you press him on it, it's like, oh, well, he's a traitor and he should be thrown in jail. And, you know, he's Vladimir Putin's butt buddy or whatever else fucking nonsense they would say. <laughs> Um, no, they, they, they're they mad because he made them look stupid. also exposed that 
the DNC really was rigging their primary against Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. in 2016. That's why they hate him. Which is not what he's being not charged because for. He lied, not because he by the <laughs> no, way. But of course, I, I guarantee. You still there? No, yeah. oh, sorry. I, I thought the audio cut out. No, and, and but that's not what he's being. I was, I was going to say yeah, that I, I guarantee that there's people who don't they they think that Julian Assange and Edward Stone are the same person, or they think that uh, Julian Assange is being charged for. Uh, personally hacking the DNC servers, or that they're part of the same. Like people are just again. This this goes again to how liberals who believe everything that cable news tells them are fucking idiots and don't understand what right wingers they've become. Because again, you know, when this initially came out, uh, you know, uh, when it was about the Bush administration, liberals loved Julian Assange, and now all of a sudden, because they perceive that he somehow cost Hillary the election, he's fucking Satan incarnate. And needs to be thrown in jail for the rest of his life. And same with Snowden by proxy. Yeah. And the same reason they hate Michael Moore now. Uh, Michael Moore, who was their their liberal champion uh, against George Bush, they now hate. Mm -hmm. Because he warned them that Trump had a good shot at winning. And they were ignoring how dangerous he was. And now he's saying the same thing. Michael Moore's out there saying Biden's a weak candidate. Trump is a really strong candidate. And they're like... I don't ever want to see him on TV again. It's like, why? Because he was right then? And and he's right. Like, they literally think that, like, he somehow willed Trump into being president by predicting Mm -hmm. what they all couldn't see. They seriously have, like, the brains of children. They're the most fair weather, like, you know, just... Even with Michael Moore, I mean, like, you know, when it it was unpopular to do so, and he actually criticized Bush during that uh, Oscars acceptance speech for Bowling for Columbine, they all fucking booed him. A room full of Hollywood liberals booed him because it was, you know, not, it was shortly after 9-11, and it it was time for everybody to act like a fucking, you know, massive chud right-winger and talk about how awesome America was, and it's us against them. And it's just like, these people have no principles whatsoever, they they just go with whatever they're fucking, you know, instructed to go with. And they don't even realize it. I think they think they're fucking free thinkers, but they're just fucking simpletons who don't think for themselves. And it, I'm so sick of not only dealing with them, but having them control the fucking, you know, the levers of power in, in the government and in the Democratic Party. Because it's just, they have a death grip. We can't get it out of their fucking hands. But they don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's... Infuriating, you know. But. That's that's why it's, it's just like, uh, do am I going to feel bad when Biden loses? Fuck no, no. Especially now after this I Rick mean, Snyder what, what endorsement. Is, I mean, that was the fucking straw that no. broke the camel's back for even feeling an ounce of remorse for you know, you know, not telling people to vote for Joe Biden. Uh, not that I would anyway, but yeah. like it, it was just like that was just like you you just further so like just keep further cementing my fucking will to not support this garbage fucking conservative candidate that you've put forth. They, they keep saying, you know, Michigan's a battleground state and they keep saying that, you know, the democratic parties, uh, you know, we, we, we know the, the black voters are going to turn out for Democrats, you know, like there were, um, it's just, it's a foregone conclusion. So of course Biden can accept a endorsement by Rick Snyder because uh, where else you gonna go, black people? You gotta vote for Biden. Gotta. If you not if, if if you don't vote for Biden, you ain't black. What are you gonna do? Just not right? vote? Isn't that what he said? <laughs> That's yeah, no, exactly what he said. And it's basically, well, what are you gonna do? Not vote? And they're gonna be like, yeah, 
And he's gonna be like, oh, well, <laughs> you know, teeth grinds teeth. But like, what? I, it's just, yeah. Again, this is just to win over the fifteen fucking suburbanite Republican, moderate Republicans that you're gonna win over with this Rick Snyder endorsement. You've basically told the entire city of Flint to fuck off and die, and you're probably gonna, you know, lose. I would imagine conservatively five to six thousand votes in Michigan alone from from taking that Rick Snyder endorsement. Even regular Democrats I, who I work wanna... for the party were probably so disgusted by that vote or by that endorsement that they might not vote for him. Like no, they rationalize it. They rationalize this shit. I told my mother about this. She hadn't heard about uh-huh. it, and she immediately started to rationalize it. <sighs> Good well, God. Rick Snyder didn't intentionally poison them. Oh, my God. Like, oh my yes, he did. Yes, he did, because he knew about it and tried to hide it. That means he knew they were being poisoned and tried to they hide it. They did it for money. Knowing they, people would this die. Was a cheaper, they, they, they switched to this other fucking, you know. If you're... Yeah. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you don't fucking remember what the fuck happened in Flint, go watch Michael Moore's film Fahrenheit 11.9 where he spends a great deal of time talking to actual black people in actual Flint about how betrayed they felt by Barack Obama when he came there to do his photo op and pretended to drink Flint water but clearly didn't actually drink it because even Obama knew that water was poison and he was lying to the people Mm -hmm. that their water was safe. Disgusting. Fuck Barack Obama. Fuck Rick Snyder. Fuck Joe Biden. Fuck them all. Fuck all of you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Go buy our merch. Yeah. Um, oh, we should mention, though, quick before we get out of here. Uh, so last week we reviewed The Five Bloods, uh, which was uh, oh yeah Spike Lee's latest movie. Came went straight to Netflix. I'm sure it probably had a theatrical release in mind, but, you know, made a deal with Netflix because of the pandemic, and it came out on there. Uh, and and it's great. I you know we both really enjoyed it. We have our, we had our minor crit- critiques of it, but if you've seen the movie, go check mm-hmm. out our review because we go pretty in depth on the politics of the movie on the performances. Um, but the reason we reviewed it uh, when we did was because of the uh, unexpected uh, sudden passing of Chadwick Boseman uh, at age forty six from. Uh, pancreatic cancer he, 43 oh excuse me 43 i keep it keep inflating his age um because i still can't believe he was in his 40s dude looks fucking great for someone in his 40s i i you know i definitely thought he was in his late 20s um but he uh you know he was battling was colon, colon cancer. cancer he was battling um, with colon cancer is, yeah which is you know no fucking joke uh and for for most of his known career like we, he's only been a household name for about four years yeah and every movie, Civil War, you know, first time. Uh, every movie that, that most people know him from, he already knew he had that diagnosis. And we commented on this on our review of uh, Defy Bloods that uh, had Marvel Studios known that he had colon cancer, they would not have cast nope. him in any of their, their huge billion-dollar making movies. And, and we mentioned like the four best Marvel films they churned out uh, featured... Chadwick Boseman in them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially. So we, we know. Uh, you know, we mentioned this on, on our review, but, you know, the fact that, uh, not to spoil the movie, but, uh, you know, the, the, the character arc of who he plays in that movie uh, becomes much more tragic in light of his real life untimely passing. So um, we actually have a clip here of him talking at a, a press conference. Um, 
about two children that he had connected with who were also suffering from cancer uh, who are now dead. And he's talking about this knowing full well that he also is dying of cancer, but he never mentions. Yeah. And nobody knew completely selfless, you know, outside of his circle. And no, I mean, nobody, the public certainly didn't know. I mean, you watch some interviews and it's clear that like his fellow actors knew that he had told them based on their reactions Mm -hmm. uh, that they knew. Because how could you not tell your fellow actors like they're they're your comrades, yeah. right? Um, so yeah, let me just roll the clip and we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll listen to it. Ian and Taylor, who um, recently passed uh, from cancer, and throughout our filming, I was communicating with them, um, knowing that they were both terminal, and and. What they said to me is, and their parents said, they just, they're trying to hold on till this movie comes. Mm. And I, to a certain degree, you hear them say that and you're like, like, wow, that's like, I got to get up and I got to get up and go to the gym. I got to get up and go to work. Um, You know, I got to learn these lines. I got to work on this accent. Uh, you know, seeing how devoted all of my castmates are, and knowing that 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 will be something meaningful f- to them, but it's to a certain degree, it's, it's a humbling experience because you're like, this can't mean that much to them, you know. But seeing how the world has taken this on, seeing how the movement is how it's taken on a life of its own, I realized that they anticipated something great. And um, I think back now to a kid and just, you know, uh, waiting for Christmas to come, waiting for my birthday to come, Mm. uh, waiting for a toy that was going to, that I was going to get a chance to experience or a video game. I did live life waiting for those moments. And so it put me back in the mind of being a kid just just to experience those two little boys' um, anticipation of this movie. And when I found out that they, take your time with it. Yeah. It's, it's, it means a lot. Yeah, so, um, you know, the incredibly uh, kind soul that, that we ended up losing. I, you know, you could tell in that clip that the, the actors, you know, knew about it at that point. Especially, you know, the way... I, I don't know if it was Michael B. Jordan or if it was um, Kugler that said to him, take your time with it. But, like, you, the way they were all looking at him in that clip, you could tell... Yeah, it was off camera. Yeah, you could tell they... they it sounded like Michael B. Jordan. They could tell he... Uh, they knew about it and that they were, you know, knew what he was struggling with uh, beyond just the surface level of what he was saying. But damn. And it's not like he didn't want to hide it from the fans, you know? It's it's like it's this shitty for-profit industry, entertainment industry that... Uh, demands perfection and demands that you be this perfect vessel. The mouse demands your blood. To make their movies. 
Right. You know, and and he's like, I'm going to work my ass off as much as I can. But he knew he had a, you know, ticking clock there that he, he his time is going to run out eventually. I mean, obviously, he was getting treatment. He was doing the best he could. But, you know, when you know you have terminal cancer, you know your time is finite. And not many people... You know, I mean, there's a few kinds of cancer that have a high survival, you know, skin cancer. There, there's one where not many mm-hmm. people die. Uh, not, not many women die of breast cancer, but some still do, right? But, uh, you know, dietary cancer, bone cancer, uh, those can spread really bone quickly cancer, yeah. based on where they're starting, right? Um, and I, t- you know, I tweeted this out, and some people criticized me for doing it, but... You know, you know, the biggest cause of dietary cancer is eating a diet high in animal protein. It's like the single leading, it's like the third highest cause of death are, are dietary cancers, um, as well as diabetes and heart disease, again, also caused by eating a diet high in animal protein. So if you can, if you can, eat more vegetables, less meat and dairy, yeah. please, for your own health. Yeah. And it's really just a shame to think about, like, because he, I, I feel like he was still just starting to hit his stride as an actor, you know, like we said, he only really was be, was prominently known. I mean, you know, he did the Jackie Robinson movie, I think in like 2013, but I, you know, as, you know, as much as that was critically lauded, and I don't think a ton of people saw that, he, the, most people... He's not even, he doesn't even star in it. It's Harrison yeah, Ford's movie. Brentry. Like, it's, it's, again... Hollywood, like, hey, let's make a movie about Jackie Robinson. <laughs> make a, it's really about the his white manager. guy is the hero of the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's still a good no, movie. I'm, I'm sure it is. Yeah. But but that's just Hollywood has to do that. You know, they can't help themselves but be the hero of the the the, the white wow. savior. You know, it's just it's so much that's a trope. Um, but you, you know, and he really only is is done. He's done a couple of little like independent movies, and he's done. The Marvel shit, but I, I mean, like after watching just to the kind of glimpses of him in the dra- dramatic scenes from, you know, Black Panther and some of the other stuff he's done, I really think he w- was developing into like an awesome fucking actor, and I would have loved to have seen him tackle some big, you know, like prestige dramas. Like I, I think he really could have could have knocked it out what of the park. The, I just watched a fucking movie he did for Netflix the other night. What, what was the name of that movie I watched? Um, Help me. <laughs> what was I'll the name of the quick. movie I watched? But yeah. uh. No, okay, yeah, you look it up, and I'm going to describe it real quick. So, I can't believe this isn't, like, Netflix's top ten right now, because that's, like, their big thing. 21 Bridges? Like, oh, our top ten. No. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> uh, so, I, I look up this movie, and I'm thinking, like, the, the trailer makes it look like he's the star of it, but I'm like, oh, he's probably not really the star of the movie. They just cut the trailer to look that way, because he just died. And I watched this movie, and it's this just expertly filmed uh, and edited, light on dialogue, high on suspense and action, and and just like acting through facial emotions, like neo crime noir revenge thriller that he is very much the star of, playing uh, a taxi driver. Which there's no way that's not like a, a you know a, a callback to De Niro's Taxi Driver, mm-hmm. who basically has to take on the mob in America. But he's he's like an African. A uh, taxi cab driver who comes here to find his sister, uh, and very early on that you find out that she was killed by the mob, and he's out for revenge. Right? Message from the king. Um, message from the king. Right? Which sounds like a generic shitty yeah. title, which it kind of is, but the the movie is so fucking good. 
I it, it like I think I found it on Netflix in like their hidden gems mm-hmm. category section, right? And it so much is. And the the movie also has a big twist at the end that totally recontextualizes the whole film. So when you go into it, you watch the whole movie. When the twist happens, you're gonna be like, I have to rewatch this now. <laughs> like it's it's that much of like a holy shit, this changes everything moment. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily change like the, the emotional resonance, but like he, you know, because he's playing a taxi driver from Africa, he um, did this movie just before starting the Marvel movies, and he basically like it's it's the same accent. Like <laughs> he said, I developed accent. the accent for the Marvel movies. Yeah, I developed this accent. Uh, you know, for for work on this Netflix movie where I play this African taxi driver, um, and this was obviously the movie he was referencing because this is what he is. Uh, yeah, Message from the King. Go watch it. Uh, terrific film. Hmm. Way better than I thought it was going to be. Way better than it needed to be for just like a I'm going to go <clears throat> you know beat up some mob guys type suspense movie. Um, there's there's shots where they they almost perfectly recreated like the diner scene over the highway from Thief. The James Caan uh, neo noir classic from directed, I, yeah. I think nineteen eighty two, right? Yeah, Michael Mann's first film. Um, so just like a like great cinematography, great editing, great homage to a bunch of other crime revenge thrillers. Check it out, Chadwick Boseman, message from the king. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that, I think that does it for us this week. Um, go check out our uh, SoundCloud if you want to support the show. Uh, soundcloud.com slash move left uh, rate review and subscribe on Apple podcasts uh, you can just search for move left idiots we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash move left idiots uh, we are on patreon at patreon.com slash move left if you want to pick up some merch for the show uh, we have a new merch page at T public uh, and you can find that at uh, tinyurl.com slash moved left pod 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 um and we have uh like the band yeah right exactly (laughs) um we have uh you know we have the new we have the logo shirt we have uh i I, I did a design with trump saying uh antifa in the in the unique way that he says it you know the way the unique way he pronounces it we have a movie left shirt we have uh, we, we I, I created this kind of poster uh basically it's like an inauguration day poster of uh basically a what if on on earth two if bernie sanders had won and we got to have that lovely party in central park where uh chris matthews would have been the guest of honor so uh <laughs> go check that out you could i just that's maybe one of my the 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 crowning moments of 2020 oh. was that chris matthews had to end his career <laughs> over saying the most ridiculous bullshit possible about bernie sanders that it literally was just like uh, i have to resign i have to like quit my show <laughs> the nevada caucus <laughs> like, <laughs> was like when the nazis were storming norman storming france like just, oh my god yeah that, i forgot oh that god. one too that was that was like the the, the icy yeah and then he got then he said that it was like because of that some harassment stuff came out i think about him and that was just like all right get get this fucking guy off the air <laughs> that's that's one of those things like you you're not allowed to say certain things about the holocaust in any television or film media that's like what what got megan fox blacklisted was she called michael bay a, a hitler basically <laughs> so fucking steven spielberg uh 86 
for the last 10 years. But, like, I mean, like, do you have you met Michael Bay? Like, he's a fucking piece of shit. So good on Megan Fox for, for saying the truth. I mean, that, about that well, guy. It just reminds me of that story Ben Stiller told about, like, how he's trying to get Michael Bay to explain the plot of Armageddon to him. And 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 Michael Bay's like, no, it's it's scientifically possible. And then Ben Affleck's like, well, why would wouldn't it be easier just to train astronauts in how to drill rather than training a bunch of deep well oil drillers how to fi- how to fly around in space? And Michael Bay was just like, shut the fuck up, get out of my face, like he didn't want to. Right. So one of my favorite things, not not to defend Michael uh-huh. Bay, was that I, I watched this this video series where they had actual astronauts review movies. Mm-hmm. That were like sci-fi to talk about what was accurate and what wasn't accurate, and this woman who was an actual astronaut who had served on the International Space Station said, "No, actually, it's easier to train a mission specialist to float in space than it is to train uh, a a astronaut to float in space how to be a mission specialist." that these guys would have been if they were experts in drilling. So the actual astronaut said that element of Armageddon was true, <laughs> was accurate. Now, that doesn't mean Michael Bay knew that. No, no, of course not. <laughs> Just, it's still this a was an idea written on a napkin. I mean, this was not thought out any brain. <laughs> so I just love like the, like the whole, the, like the, the, the way that like, the world turns and the truth yeah, comes out, and it's like, eh, actually, this is Michael he stumbled Bay was into the correct, truth, yeah. even though he didn't know he was correct. Although I will <laughs> say, he had, no way to de- he had no way to defend himself. She, she probably doesn't know a lot about deep well drilling. It might not. I, I feel like the movie over. And I, again, I could be totally wrong, and I could be ignorant, talking out of my ass here. But I, I do think that the movie overcomplicated their their qualification. Like it seems like if NASA developed a smart enough, you know, system that they could they could develop a fucking. A, a, a drill like some kind of an auto semi-automated drill that would be able to do most of the work i mean uh, who knows but it's 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 fucking it's a space rock it's not the same as the ocean it's well yeah like, again they wouldn't would they would have no idea so, what they're whatever. fucking dealing with in terms of environment so it's not their their training just, means we dick, gotta have like. bruce willis has to die and his daughter's sad and then aerosmith plays and then it gets on the criterion collection then somehow. Ben Affleck that's right ass off for, for 15 minutes to save the movie but can't 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 manage to, to pull it off like you know oh man whatever yeah he had space dimension <laughs> oh we should just review that now um so all right so that 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 basically don't tempt me i know i know we i i do like occasionally reviewing awful movies just for how fun they are to like we you know we of course famously reviewed demolition man which is not not of the caliber uh, of any of the other movies we we've reviewed so far but it's not a good. We didn't do a good review either. We were like desperately trying to talk about any other movie possible. But it's still very enjoyable to make fun of that movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe someday we'll do the other uh, Michael Bay Criterion Collection disaster porn movie, uh, Pearl Harbor. That's in the Criterion Collection. <laughs> is, Jesus Christ! Yes. Who the fuck he decides some, on that? Like, I don't. Know, it was like some deal they worked out where he was going to give a bunch of money to uh-huh. them to curate a bunch of. You know, indie European films from the '70s that no one ever saw that are actually like halfway watchable and like Ugh, remastered transactional or print, whatever. Uh, is it, it, if they would put Armageddon and Pearl Harbor on the Criterion Collection, which everyone was just like, "What? How did that happen?" Well, that, that's how it happens. I mean, if anything, put Bad Boys Two on there. It's a it's a far superior Michael Bay film to any to either of those two movies. Oh, um, they're are they coming out with Bad or Bad Boys? Right, it came 3? out, I think. Uh, sh- did it? Shit just got realer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, no, Bad he, Boys for Life. He needs to have one of those titles where it's... Bad Boys for Life was the actual <laughs> subtitle of it. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Um, uh, when are they going to do Ind- Independence Day 2? That, that came out already. It was terrible. You, you, uh, it was Independence Day Resurgence. It came out. It was... Yeah, don't 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 bother. Oh God, it did did <laughs> it, and Brent Spiner was in it too. Fuck. Yeah, and, J- and, J- oh, and uh, what's his face? Bill Pullman's like all like senile and like on a cane for some reason. Oh, that's right. He's got a fucking gray beard. But and, but we can oh. psychically c- we, communicate with the aliens, or he knows. Like it's just fucking. It's so dumb. And there's an African warlord. Every, like it, it's just it's so bad. It's so bad. It's it's like all the bad ideas they didn't do for Terminator Two are like now the things are just like foregone conclusion. Uh-huh. We're doing that uh-huh. one. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do Arnold versus Arnold version of which Terminator. Is, which is saying something because I feel like they've done every bad idea that they've had for Terminator Two in the subsequent Terminator movies. But man, I I was I was drunk a couple nights ago and I watched Terminator Three in its entirety. I've seen it, yeah, and. Oh, it's so fucking... Hey, what if John Connor uh, got locked up in a dog kennel at a vet clinic by Claire Danes? <laughs> what, if, what, what if John Connor was way less likable than he was in the second movie where people complained that he whined too much? Like, What if he was just a totally irredeemable, unlikable piece of shit who, you know, was like a... Yeah, no, not, not a great movie, but... Anyway, <laughs> yeah, in, in, in any event, um, yeah, so go check us out there. Uh, where else are we? We're on Twitter. Uh, the show has a uh, unique Twitter now uh, that you should all go follow at Move Left Pod on Twitter. Like the band. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to stop saying that after this episode. I won't do that again. Uh, don't, don't, don't you make me put I'm fucking Youth of the Nation as the outro now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we, uh, yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter uh, at move underscore left. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Bike Slay. Yep. We will see you next week. Boat Parade, Boat Parade, looking for directions to the Boat Parade. Gonna get a summer standing out here all day, trying to get a ticket to the Boat Parade. I appreciate the voters for dropping. Boat Parade, Boat Parade, gonna meet a lady at the Boat Parade. Forgot my shoes at home and now my feet are turning gray. It looks like you're having a good time and the whole world is watching. Boat Parade!